37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. Hey guys, Sean here. I just wanted to drop in before we get going on this episode and let everybody know. Um, there are some weird technical difficulties that we are trying to work through on this episode. So if Stephen uh, or Preston's audio sounds a little off, we'll get that fixed up before next episode. And we had to postpone the Finn Treasure show by one episode just because... It's a long, long story, and I want Stephen to be able to join us for that, so we're getting our schedules realigned to be able to record again with his hectic schedules. So on this episode, we're going to hack up a few news stories, and I also wanted to drop a trigger warning because one of the stories does involve a child and some alligators and Disney. So please just know that going forward, uh, trigger warning on this episode. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to episode 197 of Pixelated Paranormal. A really short episode because we are all bushed. Whacked. But the good news is, what do you say, racked? Whacked. Bushwhacked. Oh, oh, bushwhacked. It's a great movie with Daniel Stern. <laughs> spider, 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 spider. Oh, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Call me Spider one more time. <laughs> Oh, man, that's a callback. I thought you were talking about the excellent WWF tag team champions, the Bushwhackers. Never heard of them, bro. At the top of the episode, we got to break some hearts because we're not going to chat about Finn Treasure tonight. Uh, we weren't sure if Steve was going to get to join us, and ironically, you did get to join us, and I didn't have the episode finished, so that's on me. But yeah, Finn Treasure, uh, if, if you guys don't know about it, uh, don't spoil it. Don't read ahead. Just wait for the next episode, 198, because that episode might be, I mean, damn near hour and a half, two hours maybe. Uh, there's a lot of content in there, and the story uh, just went deeper and deeper. I read uh, part of a book, and I did a lot of research on it, and it took me down, I mean, so many rabbit holes. Uh, missing 411 rabbit holes, all sorts of crazy stuff. It so. was the name of the book that you read, by the way. Uh, I don't know. Damn it. I found a place online to read it. Hold on. Uh, it was part of that book that Mysterious Universe covered. Oh, okay. Yeah, I found a, a PDF of that online somewhere. Yeah, I'll get the name of it uh, for the episode that we record. <laughs> right. But Steve, you're back, man. It has been a, a hot minute since you joined us. How have you been? Um, long, dramatic pause. Now I took a drink. Um, <laughs> been all right. Some good things, some bad. Yeah. Taking it day yeah. by day. And, uh, yeah, started therapy, so that's good. Yeah, hell yeah. And, uh, I don't know, kind of out of it these days, so bear with me, ladies and gents, and everybody in between. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a lot's gone on for you, man, uh, but good for you for therapy. That's really awesome, and uh, I'm proud of you for doing that and getting that started and taking that leap. For sure, thanks, man. Yeah, definitely, man. Well, it's good to have you back on, and hopefully we'll have you back on for uh, uh, the next many, many, many episodes coming up. So hopefully we're uh, going to get some new recording schedules lined up so we can all be back 
together again. Yeah, the back seat's a little lonely. <laughs> right. <laughs> got to blow the dust off. Yeah, I've got one more early, early, early morning shift tomorrow morning. And Preston, you've got some stuff coming up to help a friend um, out of town. So, yeah, we're just going to kind of do a little chat tonight on some uh, some more news stories that I had from last episode that I skipped over and a couple new episodes, uh, new news stories as well. So. And then, uh, again, before we get any farther into this episode, episode 200 is coming up pretty quick. We got uh, 97, 98, 99, three more episodes before the big 200. So we're going to send out a, um, what do you call it, an APB, a BOLO for listener stories. So we could have a giant episode 200 blowout for listener stories. So get those sent in, send some more of those in emails, DMs, PMs, all that good stuff. Goatsy level blowouts. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it Do sounds provocative. It. I won't. Ew. <laughs> Safe search. Don't tell maybe. me what to do. Uh, on <laughs> right, Preston's a grown ass man. He does what he wants. <laughs> well, uh, one last bit of news uh, before we get into the real news. We have had a lot of folks commenting on the T-shirts and the Instagram, and I will have uh, we'll have pre-orders up for that pretty quick. I just got to secure the price from uh, the printer, and then we'll get those up and running and get those out to you guys as quick right. as possible. We're going to be getting some some shirts for uh, our buddy Corey's Twitch stream as well. Pixelated Plays. Ooh. His uh, sister is making some shirts, one for the giveaway when he hits 50 followers. Mm-hmm. So if you're not following him yet, you should do that on Twitch. He plays all kinds of silly games, and he's got a doggy cam. For his little dog Roxy, it's really cute, <laughs> and yeah, uh, it is cute. Yeah, it's it's always a fun time. So, I'm getting a hot pink shirt with that with the retro wave logo on it that you've made that you designed for him. It's gonna be tight. Oh, sweet man, yeah. It'll be a walking VHS cassette. It's gonna be sick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be awesome. Yeah, man. I'm oh, excited yeah. that people were stoked about the shirts for the show. Stuff. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, I I feel bad we haven't got them out, but I mean, every time we have a picture of us wearing them, yeah. <laughs> that's the hot and, topic. And people really enjoyed our <laughs> pictures that Isaac did for us. Oh yeah, man, and maybe we haven't shared the best of those photos yet. First of all, Steve, your Pennywise photos. I was waiting until probably a midweek drop for those, yeah. but uh, dropping all those on the Instagram as well. That'll be a lot of fun, and then. Preston and I are still debating whether we're going to share our hunky boy photos or not. There's one. I found one the other day that I'm like, eh, that's, uh, you're not seeing too much of me. I mean, shit, you could even do a comical, like, blur pixelated old cops shit on it. Oh. It'd be hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, it would. (laughs) That was fun. Oh, man. Well, um, first of all, let's do a... Trigger warning, some of the stories on tonight's episode will be a little bit um, unsettling as far as some injuries and stuff like that. And then as far as segues, speaking of wood, police were called to stop an exorcism in the lumber aisle of a Home Depot. (laughs) Police in Dixon County, Lackawanna County, Pennsylvania... I'm sorry, Dixon City, Lackawanna County, Pennsylvania, were called into a very peculiar situation when individuals were found performing an exorcism in the lumber aisle of a Home Depot store. On the Dixon City Facebook Police Department's 
police department's Facebook. God, I'm tired. They wrote on June 21st at 3.26 p.m. Commerce Boulevard at Home Depot for disorderly people having an exorcism in the lumber aisle for dead trees. They were escorted out of the building. One of the officers described what happened. There were two people hanging out in the lumber aisle doing their little exorcism thing. It was a seance of some type for the dead. Some people at the store started picking up on something that was happening, not necessarily normal, so they called the police to the store and they were escorted out of the building. He went on to say that the individuals involved with the exorcism will not be charged because they're not quite sure what the hell to charge him with. Were they exercising the wood? They were exercising the wood. Man. What the hell bit of sense does that There was make? a demon in the wood, bro. They're just fucking high on PCP. <laughs> they must have been. It's PCP! Something, man. <laughs> they must have been on that, on that good, good Delta 8. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, while it seems to be kind of unusual, as exorcisms normally are performed on people, obviously, apparently it's not the first time an exorcism has been conducted on a tree. For example, a large oak tree in Oak Hammock Park, Port St. Lucie in Florida. Actually, there stands a tree that's supposed to be exceptionally evil. According to a story in 1971, a serial killer tortured, killed, and buried two teenage girls under said tree. And ever since that horrific event happened, there have been several reports of satanic rituals being performed at the tree. Apparently, there's also numerous attempts to cut the tree down, but chainsaws are supposedly said to turn themselves off or run out of gas before the tree could be cut down. <laughs> when a cross-cut saw was used, the teeth of the blade all fell out, and when they tried to use good old-fashioned axes, the axe head fell off of the handle of one of the axes. Needless to say, the area the tree is said to be in is haunted by two teenage girls, and several people have reported hearing disembodied screams, feeling cold spots, and having the doors to the bathroom being unexplainably slammed shut. And supposedly, hooded figures can be seen lurking in the shadows in the nearby woods as well. Satanists. Hmm. But there's one solution to this. <laughs> What's that? Holy water? A bazooka. Blow the fucker up. <laughs> It'd be some comical scene where you'd load your bazooka up on your shoulder and the freaking mortar would fall out the backside. Yeah, or it'd be up. like it'd be like the cartoons where like it gets like really like big in the middle of the bazooka. <laughs> like, like <it> <laughs> Blows out like a flower yeah. petal, right? <laughs> <laughs> so countless reports of devil worshiping went on and on and on. So in nineteen ninety two, a priest went to the location of the tree and performed an exorcism on the oak tree and put a cross at the site. However, this did nothing but actually up the ante on satanic rituals for worshippers who then, beca uh, then kept returning in droves to the location. Additionally, the cross was knocked over in 1994. And apparently there's also a devil's tree located in New Jersey, because of course there is, because of the New Jersey devil. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Apparently, it's very similar to the Japanese suicide forest, where this particular tree is said to lure many people there uh, who unfortunately take to their own lives. 
Mm-hmm. So, One particular feature about this tree is that snow is said to not fall anywhere near the base of the tree. Okay, so 250 alligators have been removed from Walt Disney World since 2016 when a two-year-old boy was accidentally killed by alligators during a drive-in movie. Jesus Christ, that's terrible. Yeah, you guys must have missed that. Okay, first off, first off, before we get into this story, um, I finally watched Crawl. Did you watch that? No, is it any good? Phenomenal. It sounds so really? stupid. For anybody out there who doesn't know what this movie yeah. is, it is a uh, I, there's a couple people that were involved in. That. I think Eli Roth was one of them. Another it was another Sam yes, Raimi yeah, as well. Yeah, him. Uh, and it's yeah. about in Florida, <laughs> this hurricane's coming in. This girl's dad's trapped at the house, which is played by the phenomenal Barry Pepper that doesn't get enough respect or enough recognition. Mm. Uh, she goes back to get her dad. She can't find him. She's like, what the hell is he doing underneath the house? So he's probably fixing wires or something, getting, prepping for the storm. She goes down there, quickly mm-hmm. sees some blood, doesn't realize anything, sees some shit, doesn't realize anything, and then realizes quickly that there's a massive fucking alligator down there. Then you realize it's not just one, not just two, not just, yeah, yeah. And then as this hurricane's coming in, it's filling up with water, and you know alligators... They fucking, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're faster, they're two times faster in water. They just like shift their weight on land. So it's just, it was right. so intense. It was so good. It was like a creature. It was, it was just, it was like Jaws, dude. Like it was oh. so, it was so good. I'm telling you. Yeah, really? you need to watch it. It was very surprising. So that's what this reminds huh. me of. Fuck alligators and fuck I know the sc- <laughs> like, <laughs> I know the score is highly revered. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of people said the music in that movie was phenomenal, so. Fucking meth game. It's heavily in Orlando inspired by Jaws for sure. Interesting. What'd you say, Preston? It's fucking meth gators. <laughs> meth gators, no <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, in Orlando, Florida, wildlife officials have removed 250 alligators from Disney properties in the last five years since since the two year old boy was killed by an alligator at the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. The company has worked with trappers contracted through Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission to remove gators, according to the Orlando Sentinel. Most of the nuanced gators taken from Disney properties are then euthanized and sold for their hide and meat. Some are also transferred to alligator farms, animal exhibits, and to zoos. Those less than four feet are relocated. Trappers receive $30 for every captured gator, plus the proceeds from any leather and meat sold also goes to the trappers. After two-year-old Lane Thomas Graves was killed in June of 2016, Disney installed a wall to put up a reptile warning, uh, 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 a wall and also put up reptile warning signs throughout waterways and its resorts. Disney guests have been said to be glad the resort is proactively removing gators from the properties. Gina Parsley, a travel agency warner, uh, sorry, a travel agency owner, told the Sentinel that her family stayed at the Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort last month, and her nine-year-old daughter Gabriella spotted an alligator in the water. They told the campground employees and were then informed that traps had been placed to trap the gator. We did not feel like it was a surprise to them. I would have been more concerned if my daughter had brought it to their attention and they were just like, oh my gosh, where? Parsley said that she understood how difficult it is to keep the property free of alligators. 
You see neighborhoods where a gator just strolls across someone's lawn and rings a doorbell, she said. It's Florida. They do that. Lots of alligators. So there's definitely uh, a chance of fighting against nature. Florida's alligator population is about 1.3 million to be considered a nuance within the statewide nuance alligator program. An alligator must be at least four feet long and pose a threat to people, pets, and property. Wildlife Agency has removed up to 8,000 alligators annually over the past five years throughout the state of Florida alone. Removing gators from Disney doesn't have much of an impact on the population since they're already living on developed land. It's already been compromised by development, ergo we're not removing them from nature. Now, did you guys ever hear the story about Lane and what happened no. to him that like spurred this whole nope. thing? So back on CNN.com, two guests said they warned Disney employees back in 2016 there was an alligator near the beach where the Graves family had gathered to watch a movie. It, however, did not determine whether or not the employees acted on the information. Authorities said that they are confident they caught the offending alligator that was reported, but acknowledged that they are not sure. In the end, the findings of the report indicate the victim was unfortunately a no match for a predator seeking prey, and his family had no warning the child was ever in any potential danger. Lane Thomas Graves, two years old, weighed 30 pounds and stood 37 inches tall. He and other children were collecting in the water collecting water in buckets from the lake to make sandcastles between 8.30 p.m. and 9 p.m. on June 15, 2016. The water they were standing in is only ankle deep. Matt and Melissa Graves had brought their family and their children to the beach to watch a drive-in movie, Zootopia. The attack happened just at dusk, which is the time that uh, it's prime for alligator hunting for hunting their prey. The report also indicated that during the warm summer months, the gator's drive for food would be stronger. At the man-made Seven Seas Lagoon, it's not unsuitable as a habitat for alligators, but nor is it ideal. The water is deep and clear with the depth dropping off near shore, but no shallows or mudflats for gators to bask in the sun, and thus fewer hiding places for alligators. Correspondingly, however, the depth of the water may be concealed as the alligators approach. So basically this area is like a, you know, kind of a shallow place for kids to play, but then I guess drops off into much deeper water. Mm. The report noted there was a no swimming sign at the lagoon, but made no signs of alligator warnings for tourists. The report noted that at least two people tried to alert Disney staff about the alligator. A South Carolina tourist spotted the gator from his hotel porch about an hour before the attack. He said he pointed out the animal to a Disney employee. Just before the attack, he saw children in ankle-deep water and was going out the door to warn them when he heard a mother screaming. A North Carolina woman on the beach reported that her daughter told a Disney movie coordinator about seeing an alligator about five feet from shore around 8.15. That man told another staff member, and the woman said she heard her daughters then went into a store where they were when the attack occurred. Uh-huh. Couldn't even imagine wow, that. Wow, that's... Uh... Yeah, I do love eating some gator, though. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, very tasty. 
The alligator that killed Lane took him into the predatory manner consistent with the reptile's hunting habits. It prowled the shoreline, administered a crushing bite, and then dragged the boy deeper into the water. Neither the boy nor his family had provoked the alligator. While gators seldom see humans as food, attacks on people do happen often. The boy's small size and the fact that he was bent over at the time of the attack may have caused the alligator to believe he was hunting something much smaller, more appropriate prey, such as a possum, armadillo, or raccoon. Uh, the alligator should have lost its fear. Uh, the alligator may have lost its fear of humans because it lived near such large numbers of people. And the Graves family had no indication of danger. Matt Graves, who was at least a few feet away, heard a splash, which he just thought was a fish. He looked over and saw his son bent over the water just as the gator grabbed him. Oh, my God. Oh, God damn. Yeesh. Wildlife experts concluded that a three that three of the six alligators then caught by trappers fit the seven to eight foot size authorities thought would be capable of the attack based on the size of the victim and his profile of appearing even smaller because he's bent over. My goodness. Two of the suspected gators had empty stomachs and were caught near where the boy's body was found. Uh, uh, uh. That's fucking insane, man. Yeah, the commission stressed, however, that it was confident that it was caught and the offending animal was put down. My gosh, I uh, wonder how Disney handled that. Holy crap. With their checkbook. <laughs> right, I guess so. Yeesh, that'll take some clever editing because that was a lot more gruesome than I thought it was. <laughs> that was pretty rough. Yeah, it was. Well, that's fine. Because this one's going to get rougher. Steven, strap in. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Ooh, strap in, strap on. Let's go. <laughs> From the New York Post, posted at June 11th, 2021. Preston, this Thank is the you. main story I actually forgot to open up a tab for on our last episode. Nice. <sighs> I'm going to skip the headline. I want you guys just to enjoy take, this. I want Take your it raw. Yeah, yeah, take it raw. I want your full-fledged reactions here. After finding her usual eyelash extension technician was fully booked, a twenty-three-year-old insisted on finding. I already know what this is. Oh, do you? Okay, a twenty-three-year-old insisted on finding an alternative cosmetologist on Instagram to give her eyelash extensions. A decision she soon would live to regret. Moments after her beauty treatment finished, the technician's dog, which she's said to have been stroking happily earlier, lunged at her in an unprovoked attack. Horrifying photos then would reveal that Kelsey's, Ugh. 23-year-old Kelsey's entire eyelid lay discarded with her brand new eyelash extension still attached, while other images show her looking at the camera with her entire left eyeball exposed. Oh, God. Oh, God. Kelsey spent the remainder of her birthday waiting over seven hours in a hospital before she underwent emergency surgery to reattach the flesh, leaving her eye sewn shut for 10 days. Same. Yeah, that's, uh, that is rough. TikTok video show Kelsey made, that Kelsey made about her ordeal in which she understandably dubbed the worst lash extension experience ever went viral with two of them racking up a combined amount of 8.1 million views. Damn. 
So the whole thing took, (laughs) yeah, I know the whole thing took place in Atlanta, Georgia at the girl's apartment who was administering the fake lashes. It's the first time that Kelsey had gone to meet the woman in her living room. It was entirely empty except for a lash bed in the middle of the room, which that's common. I mean, people do massages out of their house and other, you know, treatments and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's probably legitimate and there's probably no issue doing that. She said, I laid down to get started and I can hear the dog barking in the other room. Then this chihuahua runs in and jumps on the bed. I start petting him and everything's fine. Eventually... She finished with the lashes, and I sit up, the dog sitting on the floor, and I look down at him, and the dog's just staring at me. Then, out of nowhere, it happened so fast, I didn't have time to pull back. He just jumped up, bit me in the face, and broke my eyelid off. Mm. It happened so fast at the, at the time, I didn't know where he grabbed. There's just blood everywhere, and I was trying to catch the blood, saying, what did he grab? Mm. My eyelid is on the floor. The girl picked it up. I looked at myself in my front camera, and that's when I started freaking out. I'm so lucky he didn't grab my actual eye, though, because that would have been a thousand times worse. I was bawling my eyes out. She gave me a dirty blanket off the floor to stop my bleeding. (laughs) She called an ambulance, and I called my mom at the hospital. When I got to the hospital, I ended up having to wait for like seven hours because they didn't have an ocular plastic surgeon at the hospital. The paramedics wrapped my eyelid in gauze and put it on ice, and the nurse felt adamant that there was nothing they could do. I ended up leaving to go to another hospital at 8 p.m., and I didn't go into surgery till after 1 in the morning. My mom sat right there next to me for the whole time. I don't know how she did it. Healing it was bad enough, but watching it could have been way worse. I was in and out during the reattachment process. It felt like half an hour to me. I was later told, though, that the operation took two hours. The eyelid, Kelsey's eyelid is recovering well, but it could take up to a full year to heal. They honestly didn't think the eyelid was going to take because none of the doctors nor nurses I spoke with had ever seen a full eyelid come off. They were in uncharted territory. They were hopeful, but the odds were against me. Now, I take an antibiotic drop four times a day, and I also put on a prescription gel four times just to keep it moist. They wanted my eye to be able to breathe during the day, but at night, I wear a metal eye patch with breathing holes. At the moment, my eye is still stitched up with dissolvable stitches. It should open eventually. Metal pirate. (laughs) Oh, my God. I had my surgery on May 29th and had to check up again on May 2nd. I'm sorry, June 2nd. My surgeon and all the other doctors were shocked that it was even healing and had color. It shouldn't have worked. They were very surprised and glad that it did. They gave me the go-ahead to go to Hawaii. But even whilst I was on vacation, I was advised to go see a doctor by my surgeon back home. She thought the eyelid looked super dark. The doctor thought I had flesh-eating bacteria, holy crap, which would be super detrimental. When he saw me, he told me I was fine, but he put me on oral antibiotics as well for seven days just in case. It's a great way to make somebody feel bad, I'm confident, but it does make me feel like shit, having people look at me when I go out and stare at me up and down. On TikTok, I mainly get positive comments, but there are still several negative people. There are different types of negative people. There's some people who will say, 
I don't want to see this. Don't film this. Whereas other people just make fun of my appearance and crack jokes. A lot of people make the assumption that I provoked the dog by getting in its face. A lot of people were asked about the dog. A lot of people asked about the dog. But how about me? Why not ask how I'm doing? Exactly. Kelsey. <laughs> right. Kelsey has since documented her recovery on TikTok after the first video went viral and wants people to learn lessons from her experience. I've been attacked by a dog twice. One near my eyeball, David's dog. um, Just went down the pet of the dog, normal, and it just Mm -hmm. went right from my face. It was a a German Shepherd, and the jaw went, literally the bottom jaw was on my chin, and the top jaw was at, top canines were at my uh, above my eye and I still have a mark right there. Oh, wow. I've been, I've been attacked uh, uh, on the leg before uh-huh. just sitting there by a medium-sized dog and then my mom was viciously attacked on her leg by um, a um, chihuahua mix of something and like she's got like a big chunk like deformed out of, out of her leg. I gotta get... And like... And, and people... And people do that shit all the time, man. Like, like, oh, what about the dog? Like, but no one ever asks about the human. Like, the detrimental thing to fucking go through, man. A, mm-hmm. a, an animal bite is terrible. Yeah, it's traumatizing. Um, when I was yeah. in sixth grade, um, my cousins lived out in the country, and they had a Great Pyrenees. Which, if you don't know what that dog is, you know, Google it. They're huge, oh, yeah. big old, big, big old farm beasts. dogs. Yeah, sheep dogs, and. It's funny because my other uncle who lived in Rosea, um, they had the brother of this uh, dog, Bell Bell, and the brother dog was like real sweet, dumb as a box of rocks, just a big lumbering goofball. But my friend, uh, my cousins who lived in the country, uh, Burns, out in <laughs> Burns in the country, uh, their dog, Bell Bell, she was trained to be an attack dog and a guard dog on the farm. And we got there and there was, I don't know, five or 10 of us young kids running around. I was in sixth grade. Yeah. My uncle warned us. He's like, you know, go out, have fun, play hide and seek, whatever, but don't go anywhere near Belle Belle or her dog house. And uh, we didn't, but we were playing like hide and seek. I think we called it Jason to where like you had one person start off as it. Everyone's hiding. And if you catch somebody, then they turn on your team. And then basically it's more people looking for the people who are hiding. And at the end of the game, the idea is to get everybody, you know, converted over. And um, I was it. I was chasing after my cousin. She ran over and she just happened to be petting Bell Bell, who was on her back, just, you know, rolling around and in, you know, puppy heaven. And I ran up beside her and I was like, hey, if I pet her, will she bite me? And my cousin's like, yeah, for sure. And I said, okay, cool. So I kind of backed up a little bit. Well, my cousin took off because she knew I was trying to catch her. I got like maybe two steps. And then I remember hearing like this guttural bark like it shook me like my lungs and my chest like shook because it was so deep my cousin screamed and I felt like the um, the two paws hit me in the back pushed me down and this thing bit me in the back of my left knee in the back of my knee and started dragging me back to this doghouse basically just trying uh. to trying to make distance between you know my cousin and me because it took me as an attacker I remember I rolled over on my back and it tried to bite my face and luckily I punched it and it kind of flinched and I'm trying to kind of crab walk backwards. And then it bit me in uh, the inside of my right thigh. And I've got, you know, still huge scars where this thing bit me. And it just starts shaking its head, you know, like dogs do when they get a hold of their toys. 
And like my leg was just whipping around back and forth, back and forth. And I kicked it a couple times. I broke my big toe. So I was kicking it so hard. And finally, like, I must have got it really good. Cause, and I, again, sorry for the animal cruelty. Because it yelped and kind of backed away for a second. And I managed to get just far enough out of its reach because it was on a uh, real mm. long rope that it charged for me and jumped. And luckily the rope ran out and it stopped, like, I don't know, two or three inches from my face. And I was able to get up. And I remember running inside and, like, there's fat cells and just junk hanging out of my leg. And we had to drive like an hour into town to go to the hospital. But insane, man. Fuck yeah. That. Oh yeah. And I'm still, I mean, gosh, how many years ago was that? 20, 24 years ago. Uh, I still am scared of big dogs. Try not to be, but you can't help it. Yeah. I got a good dogs. Got a good me. dog story. So, uh, dad, uh, one winter, we had a lot of snow on the ground and uh, the neighbor to the south of us had a black lab mix. I don't know what the fuck it was mixing. Uh, anyways, his na- name mm-hmm. was Pepper, and there was a bunch of snow on the ground. So Dad bought a like a sled that he could tie to the back of the hitch of the Bronco, and then put the Bronco in a four by four mode, and then he would dr- drive mm-hmm. us around the neighborhood, and we, you know. Pull us, you know, we'd be behind the the Bronco. Safety first, you know, fucking whatever. <laughs> so you know, Dad was like derpa, derpa. country yeah, living. Dad was like derpa, 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 driving down the country roads, going like twenty miles an hour. And occasionally, you could see him looking back. You, you could look, you could see him look back in the the, the you know the rearview mirror just to make sure that I was still back there. Well, he rounded the corner, and Pepper still alive yeah pepper decided (laughs) that it was a good idea to go ahead because she liked to chase cars and uh so she was chasing the bronco and and, you know dad sped up a little bit and then she saw me so she lunged onto my leg and just like grabbed a hold of it and was like being dragged along with the sled and I'm thinking like dad would hear me scream, but he was just like with the CCR was on the radio and his head's just bobbing. He's having a good old time. Oh my God. So I'm sitting there. He's just sitting there like my boy's having so yeah. much fun. And so I'm like, <laughs> my boy. So I'm sitting there like fucking punching this dog in the face, um, you know, trying to get it to let go. And then uh, eventually like, you know, dad got out, saw what happened, kicked the dog went over and then that was the same uh, neighbor that stole our duck and tried to eat it. And so dad's like, your fucking dog, uh, your fucking dog tried to, you know, attack my boy. And yeah, uh, it was like screaming and yelling at him and everything. And uh, so uh, that's, uh, that's my dog story. <laughs> Jeez, dude. Uh, well, let's finish out the story here about Kelsey Shelley. Yeah. She says, in the video and pictures of her injury, she says, I can't even close my eye, but now it's being sewn shut for 10 days. Uh, it's hard to see this thing when it happens to somebody else. I don't want it to happen to anybody. That's why I put the videos on TikTok. Because I'm looking out of one eye. I have an eye ache. I get migraines. I don't trust myself to drive. There's still a lot of things. Your eye affects a lot. I just want people to not take their eyelids for granted. It really sucks not having one. I would also advise people not to go to anybody's house for lashes or nails. Always go to a, a reputable salon. I just want to take everybody's eyelashes because I lost mine. 
oh, man, this experience has made me look at dogs differently. I have dogs myself, and I don't want, I don't think of them differently because I know they wouldn't randomly attack me. But everyone else's dogs, I'm hesitant around. Dogs are very unpredictable. I can see that now, and I'm very careful as a result. Oof. Yikes. Well, that's it for this short-lived episode, but uh, we'll make it up to you next time because I've got lots of lots of content for Finn's Treasure mm. and some fun stories to uh, sew into it as well. Mm-hmm. So, Steve, did you ever look it up uh, after we got those articles? No, I don't. I don't remember any articles, man. Okay, cool. No, you're fine. It was I, actually. Uh... It was back in January, so. <laughs> oh hell no! I can barely remember last week. What the fuck? Right, it's June, it's, dude. Uh, it's, it's been it's a while. Halfway through the year. Yeah, like... no doubt. Okay, cool. Well, good. Then you'll enjoy the story just as much as uh, Preston and I did reading him. So. Cool. cool. All right. Well, let's plug some stuff and get out of here and uh, get back to it, and then we'll reconvene for uh, a long haul. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, Steve, it's been a while. You want me to plug the Instagram and all that, or you got it? Um, I got it, man. <clears throat> cool. Check out our right. Instagram, PXL Paranormal, for all your visual aids and other cool photos that we've been posting. Check out our Facebook group page, whatever you want to call it, PXL Paranormal Podcast. Share, like it, all that stuff. Give us an honest review on iTunes or any other podcast apps you use. It always helps out. Get us noticed and everything. For sure. And uh, yeah, that's cool. uh, all I got. Awesome. Uh, lots of really good horror movie trailers coming out now. Uh, Halloween Kills trailer dropped. The second trailer for Candyman dropped. I've heard they both kind of give a lot of spoilers. So, you know, if you're into that kind yeah. of thing, don't watch them. I, I watched half a Candyman and turned it off. And then I'm going to skip the Halloween trailer because I've heard it kind of yeah. gives a lot of stuff away. But. They're fun, but yeah, they do get a they do get quite a bit away. But man, someone's fun. tired. Sorry, yeah, I'm extremely <laughs> exhausted. Sorry, they're both fun movies, uh, trailers, but yeah, they do seem to give a little bit of a, a little bit away. So yeah. be warned. Which also makes me wonder if they give that much. Pardon me, if they give that much away, I wonder how much is still there. You know, because maybe that's a misnomer, kind of like the old um, Anchorman trailer. Yeah, it's true. We'll may never, never know. know. Yeah, no. <laughs> cool. All right. And check out the rest of the shows on Pixelated Sausage, Tack the Backlog, uh, Animazingly Baka, 13 Nightmares. If you haven't checked out the backlog of that, check that out. It's a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully we'll get another episode of that recorded before too long. Presto, what do you got? And as always, if you need a beard, if you want a beard, if you want to grow the best beard that you can grow, or maybe, you know, a chihuahua ripped off your eyelash and now you have to wear a metal pirate patch over your eye and you're thinking, how can I, <laughs> how can I get rid of people from staring at my pirate patch? Well, you're going to cover your beard in Big Dobbs Beard Bomb and you're going to go over to BigDobbsBeardBomb.com <laughs> and use promo code P-X-L-P-A-R-A for 20% off your order, and your fucking face will be so lush and smelling so good that people won't notice a middle pirate pirate patch because you're going to be rocking Dundee Cedar Bay Rum Sweet Tobacco Fresh Citrus Mint and Classic. Hmm, Sounds good. Cool. And if you're in the Wichita area, stop on by CD Trade Post at Pontiac Seneca and say hi to our good friend Leslie and the gang. Otherwise, I think that's it, huh? Yeah, should do it. Stay away from alligators. Ooh, yeah, and chihuahuas. And meth gators. And meth chihuahuas. And, me- and meth chihuahua gators.
Cool. All right. Until next time, then, cheers to the weird shit in the world and to those of us that love to talk about it. And stay spooky and stay on the paranormal highway. The cast at Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.